Welcome to Bravo Critics, Rony Edition. I'm Arielle. And I'm Ricky. Join us on this journey to relive the glory days of the Real Housewives of New York City. In 2022, we are watching one season each month with a fresh set of eyes. Here it's always turtle time, where we're going to mention it all while making it nice. So grab a drink and hang with us. Everyone's a critic. Welcome back, fellow Bravo critics. Arielle and Ricky here with another edition of Bravo Critics, Rony Edition. And wow, the season five already. And the season was pretty awesome. I mean, very first like reboot of Rony, because they did like a soft reboot this season. And they even point that out at the reunion. They're like, this is the first season we've ever, like of any housewives gotten rid of half of the cast. And brought in like half of our new ladies. Yeah, he even Andy even asked the ladies how they felt about, <laughs> you know, losing a few of the gals and gaining a few new faces. And one response was scared. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, what about me? So yeah. So. There had to have felt like there was a lot of pressure on them to, because like if we brought you back, you really have to bring it. Exactly. And I feel like we got so much more of like Sonia, the Sonia that we know and love now this season. It was season five. I forgot how good of a season. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was a good one. Soft reboot was a success. Yep, I think so- everyone was like just pretty shocked that they actually made those decisions, though, because, you know, Jill was very polarizing, I think, by the time her her course had run on the show so i think some people were very surprised because i would have some really hardcore fans but then there are the people that are like you know what she's kind of just like feeling like it's like she's bitter after whatever happened with bethany no i mean i see it like i didn't necessarily see it then but i see it now and like i said season five was it was a good season yeah um so we had the addition of Aviva, Carol, and Heather to replace Jill, Kelly, Sandy, and Alex. Um, so what did you think of the new ladies right off the bat? <clears throat> well, I really like Heather. I also really like Carol. Um, Aviva annoys me, but she brought a lot of the good, you know, craziness this season. So She's like such a venomous, toxic person, but like watching it in hindsight, it's like, she really did bring it. I don't know that she meant to bring it. I think her next season is a little bit more self-produced. Yeah, it was. Because she Not- sort of saw that like people, I don't know that people really liked her after this first season, but I think she was sort of like, you know what? I'm the villain and I'm going to, I'm going to do the best villain that I can. Yeah, no, she totally was like, and then, and I think that was the demise of her, you know, next season when she starts pulling all that craziness. But this season, I thought was really a good season. I could have done without her crazy dad so much, um, but we can get into that later. But I feel like, you know, Aviva was the center of a lot of the, the drama, you know. And I forget that she, like the first half of the season, she's a lot more level headed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really like, not until they go on their girls trip that things yes. get like real fucked up. Yeah, same Bart. They, it takes a turn once they hit same Bart, 
And this was a fantastic, this to me is top tier housewife, uh, you know, vacation, you know, this is like one of my top five, I think. There's a lot of them. So this five, is almost I think, like is... Scary Island Part 2, even though it's yeah. a different island. It's like yeah. Scary Island St. Bart's edition. I feel that saying that, you know, it's in my top five, that's a really, really good compliment because there's a lot of amazing trips. But this had great one-liners. There was a lot of different arguments going on, a lot of different dynamics, you know, so I can't wait till we could discuss St. Bart's. Yeah, and... You know, that whole trip was one of the other New Housewives um, trip. It was Carol. Carol, I think, was a great addition to the show. I really enjoyed her. I liked that, you know, she was a successful woman. She has, like, an interesting connection to, like, the Kennedys. You know, I think there was just a lot of interesting stuff about her. And her confessionals cracked me up. She is definitely witty in her confessionals, and she's got such a cool girl vibe. I like Carol a lot. And, okay, so let's take it back to the beginning of the season. We open up with, <clears throat> I guess, kind of some old beef between Ramona and Luann because they always seem to take it back to to the beginning. I mean, those two, they and they care. And it's funny. And so, and that's, I think I might say this every episode, but it's just so funny to watch their relationship build. Cause now you saw them like on the ultimate girls trip and they were, Luann is so just tolerant of Ramona and all of her bullshit. And well, it's funny because there's an interesting little tie there because their beef starts the season because apparently, I think before filming started, Ramona said that she would stop um, if if Luann didn't drop their beef from previous seasons, she was going to tell everyone about the birthday party that Noelle had. Oh, yeah. And the incident that she's referring to, um, we find out later on, is... Um, someone at Noel's party had alcohol poisoning. He was turning like 15 at the time or maybe even younger. I, I don't even recall, but he, um, yeah, his, his friend got alcohol poisoning and they had to call an ambulance. And so Ramona was allegedly blackmailing Luann with this information. But if you watched girls trip season one, um, they mentioned that Luann got blackmailed by Ramona and that's what they're talking about. Yes, yes. See, oh, the circle of life. So yeah, we had that situation. And then I feel like we really got to see a little bit more of Sonia. We got to peel the onion a bit more when it came to Sonia. She really we got to see the birth of, you know, the toaster oven really or toaster gate is what they called it. Yeah. And it was really fun watching um, Sonia go to like the two different business mavens of the show to try to get some advice because Heather's got yummy tummy and Ramona's got her um, true religion, true religion or true faith, true faith. Um, <laughs> she, wish, she probably would take credit for true religion. She would, she would. Um, and she's yeah. also got her skincare at this point. She, well, she's got her Ramona Pina, which I'm, oh I can't imagine she makes any money off of that. Cause she, I think that she gets high in her own supply. I don't even think that that is around anymore current day but did you notice that they didn't push the Ramona Pino as much this season it was not featured as heavily as it has been in the past so like the you know in season four I feel like that was 
you know, the Ramona Pino was basically a character in season four. This she season, still made the shirt so bring it around as much as possible because it's like with um, because remember there was the wine tasting with um Jacques and Luann. You, you and are that was like another part of the whole like beef between them. They thought they would do like a gotcha on Ramona and put her wine in like a wine tasting lineup. I'm so glad that you remembered that. This is why I have you here with me because you have fantastic memory. That was so shady. I, Luann and Jacques can say all they want that it was not shady, but that was shady as shit. Yeah. That was shady. I mean, it, come yeah. on. And, and that was one of the few moments that I really did like Mario actually like speaking up for Ramona because, you know, they confront um, Jacques and Luann later on about it. And he's like, don't ever do that to my wife again. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't feel good about that. That to me was just nasty. Not even a nasty nice. That was, that's just nasty. You can't even cover that up as a nasty nice, which is what Luann and Jacques were trying to do and say, oh, it was a compliment. We were featuring your wine. Next, you're rude. That it's was like just. We were trying to get Ramona to like say that the wine was bad. Like, especially mm -hmm. you're doing it like on camera. So you're yep. hoping that she says this wine's not so great. Yep. And it's I her did. wine. Yeah, I did not like that. That to me was that to me was just a little too grimy for me. But yeah, you know, Lu Ramona has done enough shit. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Again, it's a circle Luan, of life. Luann had to get a little bit of a jab in there. Yeah, I, you know, it's Luann. She's she's great at doing the nasty nice. So but so we got to see, though, we were talking about like, you know, the dynamics with the business women. We had, you know, Heather with her yummy tummy and then Ramona with all her various businesses. And we got to see them kind of mentor Sonia when she is building and developing her brand and her Sonia in the city, which we now know, you know, in 2022 that Sonia in the city has taken life and she's actually on tour. And that's kind of awesome to see it is in a completely different direction than it initially was is I think it initially started as an event company. Then we have the toaster oven, yeah, and the lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah, and it was just all over the place. And Heather was very impressive to me. I feel that she really gave some solid and substantial and realistic business advice. And I also think that Ramona had her best interest at heart, but Ramona's just freaking crazy. Yeah, well, and I mean, because Ramona and Heather also had beef, I feel like... Ramona was determined to find any problems with Heather's advice that she could. Yeah, she wanted to find the holes in the mentorship from Heather so she can say, see, Heather's not that great of a businesswoman or I'm better than her because of X, Y, Z. So, yes, I definitely see that. That was and, um, and Sonia should have known better, but that's what makes great television because. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean Sonia thought she was just doing her due diligence, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it just cracked oh. me up. Like when she was meeting with Ramona, she's like, she's like, well, where's your notepad? And Sonia's like, I don't have one. She's like, get, get her a notepad, please. Sonia, you need to be writing everything down. Carry this with you always. <laughs> yes, yes. And write the date in the front. Every, you know, every businesswoman must have a notebook. That's what she said. And it's like, how many of those notebooks does Ramona have? In her office, I'm curious now. Does she still use those or does she use electronic notes these days? <clears throat> but I was, like I said, I really like to see Heather come out of her shell this season too. 
I feel that they touched on it in the reunion that she was a bit more buttoned up initially and wasn't sure how the show was going to affect her brand. And, you know, she has stuff going on with her her son who has health um, conditions from the time he was young. And I think that she really opened up and I really enjoyed watching Heather this season. And I really got to enjoy watching Heather with Carol this season too. Um, And I think that Heather really tried to help Sonia and she was really kind of, I think, shocked by the way that those two behaved together. Yeah. I, I think that she definitely was because I mean, those two are just a wild pair, but they're right. so much fun. Right. Of course. I, I, mean, they're harmless. They're, I wouldn't say, I mean, they are, they are pretty harmless for the most part. And she even, I think says that at one point, she's like, they are, there's nothing, but they were quiet at one point, like hanging out in the water and they're like, Oh shit, what's happening. This is the calm before the storm. Yeah. Something's fucking popping off tonight. <laughs> love it yeah that was and i think that they did they got wild that night that was the night that sonia was falling over but that's that's later down the road um heather and ramona just had a lot of issues anyway so i think that definitely played a lot into it she didn't like that ramona didn't like that heather smiled so much yeah that was funny i mean i guess i can see that if someone's smiling it's like what are you so happy about I don't know if you can trust that always. Yeah, it's a lot. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to smack the smile. Um, yeah. I, I get it. And then so they had <clears throat> a trip to London that Heather ended up having for her business. And she invited everybody except for Ramona because her and Ramona were not on good terms, right? Right. I mean. I, I actually did feel kind of bad for Ramona. I mean, I can understand why Heather wouldn't want to invite her, but this was like the first time someone's not getting invited on like a girl's trip. It was fun to see the camaraderie though. Like I like, it's annoying to not get to see any of the fun drunken moments. So like in London where they're sitting there on the ground and they're laughing and they're just drinking and hanging out and stuff that to me, that to me is fun. Obviously they had, you know, some tense tension throughout the trip, but nothing substantial or major. And I just, it's nice to get to see a little bit of the fun part too, you know, and they're just drinking and being silly in their pajamas kind of hanging out. That to me is always fun. I always enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, that, that is always fun, but I I guess it just makes you wonder what the dynamic would have been like if Ramona was there, because I mean, um, we ended up having Luann and Carol having the Countess and Princess showdown. So well, I feel like because Ramona wasn't there, it gave like it was like a heightened sense of like, well, nothing's going to go completely smooth on this trip. So like Luann's one up in Carol, any chance she can get, and so like Carol starts doing it jokingly too. <laughs> I know that's like so she's like good at croquet and football. She plays football. Yeah, yeah. That was and the best part about it was that um, Luann didn't even realize what was kind of going on. She was oblivious to it. At you know, she was just really being a one upper. And I love when they edit out the scenes and they kind of do a compilation of all the different times that Luann one ups <laughs> yeah. Carol or somebody else. It's so funny. I love it. That's one of my favorites, but, but I, I mean, feel- that's what I love about Carol. She's just such like, she really is a humble person. And like, 
obviously that title is like a title of like a defunct kingdom. So it's not like being a princess, she can go over there and like stake a claim to like, you know, some big estate and like start being a princess, quote unquote. Exactly. And like, I mean, it's more or less the same thing with Luann's, but Luann's title was very business transactional. Carol is loaded. Yeah. Like, like allegedly worth something uh, about 50 million. That's insane. I did not realize that she was that rich bitch. Well, that's what I love about her is like, you can't really tell like she doesn't act like she has all of that money. I know, but she does have a lot of shopping habits. And so it makes sense. I'm like, girl spends fucking money. She's wearing outfits that Beyonce wore. Yeah. yeah I'm just saying that that costs some money. But anyway. I do always think she looks like um, Steven Tyler, though. Oh, my gosh. I know she does. That is just too much. She's gorgeous, but she just has like a very specific look about her. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a look. <laughs> so. All right. So we go to London. The girls have a good time. You know, poor Ramona. We felt a little bad for her, but she'll survive. You know, the countess and the princess, they had a little bit of a one-upping situation, but nothing I think that, you know, was substantial and that can't be overcome. So that was definitely just a fun little spat that was enjoyable to actually watch. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't nasty. It was just fun. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. I mean, it was, and it was like a little bit like petty, but it wasn't anything that was like drawing out like huge confrontation. I mean, it sort of ended like building up for like the reunion because they never actually like Carol and Luann never really addressed any issues that they might've had with each other during the season. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, the only thing that was like a little bit of a confrontation was when Carol told Luann that she didn't like her asking, um, mm-hmm. Khan for, uh, dresses. What did you think about that? That let's touch on that quickly before we move on, because I think that that was an interesting situation. I think that Luann was, Well, see, like, the thing to me is, like, I'm a poor person, so I can't even imagine, like, having money and then going and asking someone for a dress. Like, I don't know. To me, it feels like it's, um, to me, that feels like it's, like, distasteful. Agree. Basically, like, suggest that you want them to loan you pieces versus someone saying, you know what, Luman, you look great in my dress. Would you wear one? Exactly. A hundred percent. If that happened, I get it that she felt comfortable because they made her feel comfortable because Carol was the person. She was the the link between the two. That is why they treated Luann so kindly, I think. And Luann took that kindness and graciousness and she got what she could in that moment. She didn't even think about how it would have looked, which is crazy to me because it is just having no manners yeah you know that which is that is go fucking figure you know yeah so i mean i would definitely be mortified if i were carol i'd be like why would you do that like that's that's embarrassing 
I okay, so that's your stance. Mine is the same. I feel that because it's like you know, be like, well, I can't bring, I can't trust to bring any of my friends around my. I I tried to open you up to a part of my life, and you took advantage of it. Yeah, because you guys are all greedy. I agree, Uh, not all, because I think that she definitely feels comfortable with Heather, and Heather has not shown her that behavior. And I I do love watching that that friendship, seeing them get all drunk at the gay bar together and stuff. That was fun. I loved that. They were fun. Yeah. Um. So then like we moved on, and then like we like for, we pivot from London to like then we have a Miami trip, which is like they so had a lot got, of trips. They yeah, had a, they, they a lot of trips this season. I didn't even realize that London, Miami, St. Bart's, they hit it. They really did. And apparently there was another vacation that like, I think Ramona was on another vacation at a different point too. Where? I don't remember that. I don't know. She, she mentioned it. She oh my gosh. That's funny. I was like, I'd love to travel that much. Living life. Those Ramona Singa. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Miami, you're right. That was Aviva's trip. Yeah. And so it was sort of almost the opposite of how like the women that went on the trip to London because it was like Aviva and Ramona didn't go to London Sonia did um but then Aviva like on her trip she's only got Ramona Sonia and herself Carol too no oh yeah Carol does go I forgot about that yeah I don't know how I forgot about it because they were trying to set her up with uh Aviva's gross dad squirting orgasm I, the part about that that cracks me up the most is Mario spitting out his drink at the same time that said. I know. Well, so actually it was such a genuine reaction to someone saying that. No, Sonia was technically supposed to be the one that was hooked up with George Aviva's dad, because at the reunion, Sonia took issue with the fact that Aviva stated I don't want to hook my dad up with Carol. She's my good friend. So I'll hook him up with Sonia. And Sonia's like, what the fuck does that make me? So that was an interesting situation. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, that's such a shitty thing to say to someone because like, oh, so we're not friends. So I can be with your pervy dad. Exactly. She's (laughs) like, damn, I'm shop liver, basically. But we did get to see... You know, he's a pervy old man, in my opinion. I'm sorry. I didn't. It was too much for me. I need you to put your dick away and get it off my back. That's too Yeah, because he keeps on, like, creeping around on Sonya, like, all the time. And then Ramona's, like, loving him initially when they meet. She's, like, all over him. And Mario's, like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I know. I, I mean, that was sort of weird. Like... <laughs> The, On the, the, the crazy thing about the season is how close Ramona and Aviva are and like how she likes Aviva's dad. And like within like three episodes max, like that completely flips. It flips upside down. All hell breaks loose after <laughs> they come back from Miami and head to St. Bart's. Aviva, I will say she does make a lot of allowances for her dad and she expects a very high standard from the other ladies And so to me, I think that she was definitely, she already got a glimpse of how Ramona vacationed when Ramona came to Miami. So I don't know what she expected when Ramona was going to be in a house without her husband. Girls gone wild for sure. Well, it it was also cracking me up when they're in Miami because like um, Aviva was like going to like get in the hot tub and Ramona's like, no, you need to go put on your swimming leg. Don't get that leg wet. 
Oh my God. I had to hear about that leg again with the water. Like I could not, she kept, Ramona was so concerned with this damn water leg. The, the relationship between Ramona and Aviva's leg was one of the best parts of the season. I was me. like, girl, can you get out of her personal business? Leave her alone. I The entire cannot, way she's looking when she sees the leg for the first time too. I cannot believe <laughs> that Aviva had such a tolerance and a patience for Ramona's bullshit and the... <laughs> hot tubs and stuff like that to me was just crazy it was just so funny and they did the face yoga oh yeah <laughs> i forgot about the face yoga. yeah that whole that because that, there was multiple situations with the leg in the water there was once at the jacuzzi and then once when they were doing the they were doing the face yoga that's so funny yeah that was a lot but I feel that Miami was a little glimpse for Aviva to see what Ramona was like. And then I think that the girls just really made. Okay, hold on, hold on. One more thing about Miami. Aviva on like the 60th floor or whatever it was. Her house was like floor to ceiling glass windows overlooking the ocean it basically looked like it was like a ten thousand square foot apartment and it yeah. looked like you were floating in the air ramona said and that did not make aviva anxious with all of her i guess if you add 30 floors to that she can't go to that oh my god later on ramona has a charity thing and aviva doesn't show up because it's on the 90th floor yes that like, is so okay good. So I mean, I mean, I, I guess we didn't specifically mention this, but anyone listening should know who Aviva is. And if you don't, you haven't been doing your homework, and you also don't know some of the craziest things that have happened in Bravo. Aviva, um, just for clarification, is an amputee. Yes, we okay. We did. She has one leg amputated. Yes, it's a. It's I think below her uh, knee. And she lost her leg in, I think, um, when she was six years old. In a manure conveyor belt. In a manure conveyor belt. That's what it was. So she she has lived with this her entire life. And she, you know, she had, oh, we didn't even touch on this. She did a charity for Soul Cycle, like a Soul Cycle charity that remote. And this is the beginning of the end, I think. This was. And I think this was right after Miami. Or it was right know, after Miami, right yes. before St. Bart's. Yeah. So it was right after Miami that she had her Soul Cycle event. It was for the children who, you know, were going to be getting limbs, which are very, very expensive. I couldn't believe the amount. I mean, I could believe it, but it was just like, wow. And it's so expensive. And so for her to be $400,000, they said, right? Wow. Bear, Bear was the. <clears throat> But anyways, um, and then Ramona and Sonia did not show up to the event. Luann showed up to the event not realizing that it was an actual charity event and just thought they were there to cycle. Heather came a little late, as did Carol, a little late. But Aviva was so pissed off that Sonia and Ramona did not come. And I actually am citing with Sonia on this one because Sonia's excuse for not uh, showing up to the event was that her dog Milu was really, really sick. And she yeah. ended up having to rush him to the doctor, to the vet. 
and had to take care of her dog. And to me, when Aviva was like, oh, you should have just let anybody take your dog to the vet. I was like, bitch, back up, sit down, hold no. up. Well, especially because like we learned at some point that Sonia's had this dog for 18 years. Exactly. That dog has been with her everywhere she's gone. That's an old bitch. You know, I will say this. I, you know, uh, it's in November. I lost my dog and my wonderful Bravo uh, besties, Ricky and uh, Jenny Blaze and our friend Franklin, they actually reached out to a few Bravo liberties, one of them being Sonia Morgan. And she made me a beautiful video uh, honoring my pup that I had lost. And it was just so genuine and heartfelt. And she referenced Milu in the video. And I cried. And it was just... I. So when watching this, hearing her talk, because I think at the reunion she mentions, so when when this happened, he was obviously really sick, but by the reunion, I think he passes away. And she said how difficult that was, and I just cried. I thought that was just like the saddest thing, but... That, yeah, it's super sad. But Sonia was like the the most loving and you guys were so sweet with that. So I kind of like saw that and I was like, because that I mean, was around the time was really the perfect one just because of like how she is with her dogs. And I'm the same way with my dogs. Like Sonia's dogs are like her support animals and it's always hard. And we also got from another Bravo Liberty. Um, if anybody watches Family Karma. You guys should definitely, if you have not gotten on that train, I think it's coming back soon too, side note. Um, but I, 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 Amra, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Yeah, he was the sweetest too. So that was really nice of you guys. But anyway, so I feel that that whole thing with, you know, I, what was Ramona's excuse for not being able to show it to the soul cycle? <laughs> I can't remember. She probably, she probably had to work or something. I mean, it looked like it was in the middle of the day. And then she brought a check and I felt bad because Sonia did say in her confessional, like, I can't write a check right now. I'm in financial ruin right now. Her husband wouldn't even see her at court. I mean, the whole thing was just sad. We kind of see her and they ask her at the reunion, Sonia, are you are you unraveling? And she's like, no, I'm doing great. I, I You know, when the divorce happened, that's when things were the worst. But I kind of feel that, no, it, it, you know, we know what kind of comes next. And this is kind of the beginning of seeing her start to kind of unravel. Uh, I can't wait to talk about St. Bart's. I think that it's um, the one last thing I was going to say, though, about Sonia and like where she sort of is with that is I do feel like. I don't know. I feel like it's like she's just like slowly letting people in more and more at this point in the show. Like we're starting to get to see a little bit more of her personal struggles because she becomes you know, more vulnerable. Yeah, because I feel like in the first bef before Morocco, she I definitely think that she was still trying to like keep up like everything's like perfect status quo is the regular over here. So yeah, I think that this is the beginning of us getting to really know Sonia Morgan, and I know where we're at right now, and I just it's a crazy crazy ride. I've fucking love doing this Roni rewatch. This is so fun. I know, but I just have to say, you know, we're going to talk about St. Bart's. Sonia was just like such a party girl the entire trip. And I, and that's like what I live for in the girls trips. I want to see the, like, I almost want it to be like 
Bravo is like Girls Gone Wild. White Girl Wasted, for sure. Bravo, Girls Gone Wild. That's what they kept referencing this entire trip. So that is what we will call this. Girls Gone Wild, St. Bart's edition. There you go. And I feel like this is before, like, Luann's still, like, being pretty good while she's drunk. Like, she's not getting too wild, at least that we see on camera too much yet. Because we all we had really was the pirate incident, which maybe that was enough for her to be like, you know what, maybe I should reel it in a little bit. Yeah. But this is her first season without Jill, and I feel like we're starting to see her loosen it up a little bit. I do agree. She doesn't do you think feel- she would have ever done that if they were on a trip with like Jill and Kelly. Well, they even referenced this at the reunion. This is the first season that she is not calling herself the Countess, and I think she's putting that persona to the side just a bit this season. And I think that is partly due to the fact that the other ladies are no longer in the mix this season. Now, I do think we have to take note that this is Carol's trip. Carol is the one who is orchest. You know, they always give somebody who's in charge of the trip, right? So initially the trip is being organized. So she can go see her boyfriend, Russ And he's in a band and he's playing out there. And when she proposes the trip to the girls, Ramona is so ecstatic that Russ is going to be playing and that they're going to be going to St. Bart's. And so this is like, yay, hoorah, rah. And Aviva right away is like, I don't think I can go. I can't get on a small plane. This is too much for me. And the girls are like, you know what? We understand that. We love you. The whole season is, is ba- like a lot of the drama is based on Aviva's phobia. and her phobias, you know. So the girls are like, "Hey, like, we'll see you on the flip side, motherfucker." You know, that's kind of what it ends up being. But the one thing that was crazy to me that before we even get into like the real craziness was that the property that they stayed at was the same property that Carol stayed at twenty something odd years ago with her late husband yeah because they're um, like we tore down the old house and built this new house because like, yeah i mean the house is stunning the the quarters that she remembered were now actually the the i don't know what quarters what did they say they were yeah, the, it's like the bungalows yeah it was so crazy so i was like oh my god what are the chance she's like i'm walking through there And just the feeling that it gave her, the overwhelming sense she must have felt, all the emotions that probably were going through her body and her heart and her mind in that moment that she was keeping to herself. She really, but I think we saw so much just by her expressing it so well in her confessionals. And then us seeing her walk through the area was just, it was really, it was something to see. Well, that like that's like one of the most interesting interesting things about the trip is there's such a contrast between how Aviva and Carol are both dealing with trauma and loss and loss and like PTSD, if you will, mm-hmm. because Carol talks about, like Aviva's terrified of being on a small plane, even though her accident is related to a horse manure conveyor belt, but Carol's fear of flying in small planes is related to her cousin jfk jr and his wife dying in a small plane crash and caroline was her best is it carolyn 
or Caroline. I don't want to say it wrong, but that was her best, best friend. Yeah. That was, they were, you know, each other's maid of honors in each other's lives. Very, very, very intertwined. And JFK Jr. was Carol's husband's cousin. So they were family. And I think the fact that when they were on that plane that nobody really understood that that had an effect on Carol just shows how self-centered most of the ladies are. Yeah, because they start Um, talking about the plane again at a later lunch and Carol gets up and leave and everyone's like, yeah, no one like I think only like one person really notices that she left. Heather realized it, but after the fact, and I was disappointed in Heather in that moment because she should have gotten up and but maybe she knew Carol better than that and thought, leave her be, let her just have a moment. So that made sense. But yeah, the whole trip was definitely it was supposed to be to go see this this band that they ended up never seeing well everybody didn't go see (laughs) yeah well and the first day was so fun and then they bring home like a pirate the next night oh my god johnny depp look alike and like that's like the little french voice little boy's french voice heard around the villa it's so relevant to what's going on in current times right now yeah With the Johnny Depp trial. That's so funny. But yes, I will tell you, it's astounding how much that man looks like him, right? Yeah, I feel like he doesn't look as much like him anymore, though. Well, no, he I don't know if it's like how he was like doing his like makeup and like his hair at the time. Like it was he looked like him in Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, yeah, like a pirate. That was, you know, he looked like Jack Sparrow, I guess. That was more so what it was. But But it was fun to see all the girls go out to that bar and they're all like dressed up and dancing on the bar, which is the bar. Girls' trips are supposed to be. You go, you put a, I will say girls trips in a house as opposed to a hotel. They're different. You know, you can drink as late as you want, get up as early as you want, sleep as late as you want, do whatever basically you want, you know? Um, And I think that the girls were doing exactly what they should have been doing on a girls trip. And the dynamic completely changed once Aviva showed up. 100% because, so, I mean, Luann ends up bringing the pirate home. And, you know, she's trying to completely cover that up because the the next night they're having people over and he happens to be one of them. And he's she's calling her friend and being like telling her that she needs to tell Thomas that he can't mention that he was here. And she's like doing it in French. And so basically like all Luanne- the girls are on to her because she keeps on being like, I was here with my Italian friends. It was a whole group of people. And they're like, no. So ultimately, Luann got it on with the pirate, is what you're saying. Yeah. And so, like, Carol really cracked me up because she's like, I definitely heard two men's voices. One of them was Luann's, (laughs) and the other one was a French man. Oh, gotta love. Carol's confessionals are super funny. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, so we got to see a combo, though, before Aviva came. Where it was like Ramona, Luann, um, Heather. I think Heather was kind of more so just standing in the background. And Sonia, where they were saying, because we have to say when Aviva called and said that she was going to come on the trip, Ramona and Sonia, they were excited. Like they were excited that their friend was joining them for the trip. And immediately Ramona said with or without Reed. And they said with. And she said, okay. Now the next question is, 
Where is he staying? I don't think that's an unreasonable question. If I was Ramona or Sonia, and I, that was me, you're, it does change the dynamic. I don't want to stay in a house with somebody else's husband. If your husband's going to be here, then I want my husband to be here. I get it. That's the same. I get it 100%. It and also takes like the comfort level completely down too. Cause it's like, well, since he's here and he's like working, do we have to like be quiet after 10 PM? And like, didn't we can't you, walk around. Like, I don't feel comfortable walking around the house in my bikini without, in front of your or, husband. Right. Or do I have to put a bra on? Didn't they say somebody said something Ricky with your great uh, memory? Didn't somebody say something about the breakfast table? Like they were like, we can't even gather around the breakfast table or something and then at one point she goes i come down and i look and it's all women at the breakfast table then the next day i come and it's all men at the breakfast table like, <sighs> what is this you know so i get it it does change the dynamic and they had kind of a little kitschy fun combo where they were just basically busting <laughs> luann's balls and telling her you know you have a deep voice but no balls <laughs> Yeah. Well, and for the record, because this ends up becoming a topic later, Luann in that moment says it completely changes the dynamic. And Luann did 100% say that. Ramona says, let's clarify here. Ramona says, Luann, you should say something to Aviva and ask. And Luann says, how about we just say, where are you staying? And yeah. then she said, it does change the dynamic. So that conversation did happen. They decided to not say anything to anybody prior to their arrival. Aviva, whatever, with her phobias, made it to St. Bart's. And she apparently expected a party and a red carpet to be rolled out. Rah, rah, you did it. You know, it's like she said she was pissed that the girls were skinny dipping when she arrived because they shouldn't have been topless because they should have known that she was coming. It's just... Is well, then it was like a different person landed in St. Bart's. Well, I think they were like almost like trying to prove their point. And it's like, well, I'm glad that Reed brought you here, but he shouldn't be at the house. Like you can call it what you want. And like, I feel like Carol was almost like trying to be like Switzerland by being like, well, I mean, it's not really a girl's trip. Cause it's about Russ. And it's like, okay, come on, Carol. It's a girl's trip. Like she Russ knew it is was Ricky. She hid her boyfriend in the bungalow in the guest house. She knew it was a girl's trip. Exactly. And like, he didn't really want to be messing around with any of that either. Like we only saw him for like a brief second. He was acting like he was really imposing. She said that Ramona and Sonia were like her two drunk aunts. And that's a really accurate <laughs> reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I, I loved this vacation. This is, like I said, one of my favorite vacations because the wildness of those women. It's like, the, is this when they started vacationing? Like every every vacation they've ever done together, Sonia, Ramona, they've been in the room together, right? I don't think they've ever well, in this the is history the first of Rome that they've done it. Together. Okay. Okay. Because this, this was, I noticed this was the first time while they're on their way, they're like, so who gets what room? And I was like, oh, shit, here She's we starting. go. Yeah. She's starting. And, oh, this, and it's like never ended since then. Okay, so I feel like, you know, once. But people Aviva, were a lot more satisfied with that trip with like, okay, well, you guys are going to share. That's fine. Yeah, because I, yeah. I think they're like, all right, well, that Whatever, means like just a whole other options quiet. open. One less yeah. person I have to fight with. Yeah, because Luann was like, oh, you, you're going to do that? Okay, perfect. There was obviously a room that Luann wanted, so that worked out better for them. And then that was the creation of 
Ramonia. Ramonia. That was the creation of Ramonia. So, and I feel like as soon as Aviva arrived on the island, she began to spiral. She she landed unhinged. It was like a hurricane coming in. She was unhinged. That is the only word to describe it. I mean, she was crazy. And like I said, she expected a carpet to be rolled out for her husband, Reed, that he got her there, that they should be throwing their arms around her or around him and thanking him. And it was just like, bitch, shut up. And she also totally like blew. So like she gets there and like within minutes. Well, because Luann, of course, throws um, Ramona and Sonia under the bus very quickly. And she says... Um, well, you know, the girls earlier were discussing how to tell Reed to leave and that the dynamic was going to change. And it's like, bitch, you're the one that said the thing about the dynamic. So that is what Ramona, I mean, that's what Luann is known for, just dropping a bomb and taking a stroll away. I mean, that's every single time she did. She blew that shit up and Aviva bit and she did not let that go. She was like a dog with a bone and she went in on Ramona and on Sonia and it was like she wasn't even there for but a couple hours, right? I, I mean, mean, I think she had maybe even been there like an hour. She hadn't even changed out of what she was her wearing blazer. yet. She yeah. was still in her blush color blazer. It's like, bitch, don't you know you come into an island, put on like a pretty dress or something. But anyways, I thought that that was crazy. We got the best one liner, you know, when she was, you know, Ramona was getting screamed at by Aviva. And being called white trash by Vivas, both Sonia and Ramona were called white trash. They had to tell her. You're both white trash, quite frankly. Quite frankly. Take a Xanax, calm down. That was that line will so go good. down in infamy. I mean, that was amazing. So we got that scene and that. She really kind of did need to take a Xanax and calm down. She did. And then Ramona was like, and Luann. She threw Luann under the bus and Luann's like, what are you talking about? But Aviva wasn't willing to believe anything bad about Luann from this trip. She didn't... Like, like Luann somehow got out really easy. I don't know how she weaseled herself out of that one. I guess just because there was already tension mounting with Sonia and Ramona. But there are a lot of things that Aviva accuses Sonia and Ramona of doing that Luann was like just as big of a part of. Because she's like, you guys are bringing men back to the house. And it's like, well, that was Luann. <laughs> like, you guys were dancing on tables. And it's like, well, that was everyone. Yes. They're like, you guys have been partying until two and three in the morning. It's like, well, that was all of us. Exactly. Exactly. Aviva, it didn't fit her narrative to have Luann be at doing those same things. It only fit her narrative to discredit Ramona and Sonia and call them white trash. So I thought that, that she crossed the line and Aviva just really, she ruined the trip, I feel like. She really did. She really did. And I, I really did want Heather and Carol and Luann too to like step up more to her and be like, can you just chill the fuck out? Like you're really ruining this whole thing. I know. they. I mean, Ramona Heather's and Sonia will like eventually just like go off and do their own thing. Like Heather spoke up a little bit. But she definitely could have said a bit more, you know, and then I feel that at one point Sonia was able to resolve things a bit, I guess, momentarily with Aviva. She said, I'll just pet her. Yeah, she's like, I'll just pet her. That's what I do to you. That's what I used to do to Kelly. You know, I'll just pet her and hug her. She did hug Aviva and Aviva was okay for a few. But then later, 
there ended up being a whole round two of Sonia versus Aviva. And that one was actually even better than round one, in my opinion, because I loved every single minute of it. She's like, she's like, my mouth is money. Everything I say, you can take that to the bank. Yep. Like, yep. You call me a double dealer. You'll see your ass where it ends up. Yes. And then Ricky. she's like, can I get a return to return to sender? sender. <laughs> yes. So that was completely lost his arm. She's like, we're not fucking doing this again. We already did it. Wait, can I say side note? I love that scene. There's two times in this season that we get to see Sonia really hand somebody their ass. And both times it happens to be Aviva. And both times Sonia is sober when she's doing it. And I love nothing more than Sonia when she hands somebody their ass when she is sober as a cucumber because she is just like, uh-uh, bitch. And that is exactly what happened. And I think that Aviva was completely caught off guard that Sonia came back guns a blaze and like, uh-uh, bitch, don't come for me. I didn't call for you. And then she was the one that did like the walk away. <laughs> yep. And then she's like, return to sender. Return to <laughs> To send her. Yeah, so then she like strolled off. I'm going to tell Reed to take this little package home. Yep, yep, yep. That was amazing. And then Reed ultimately was kind of a dick at, in St. Bart's. When he came, I thought he was great. He did come. He just was going to deposit his wife. Like they said that. Why they kept saying depositing and now I'm saying it is weird. But they deposited his wife. He deposited his wife. He went up to go do his work, right? But then after all this stuff happened, Aviva's like, choose between me or them, Carol. I don't feel comfortable here. They go out to dinner on their little double date, which Heather got upset with. That was the funny thing. It's like you've got Sonia and Aviva, right? Then you've got Ramona and Aviva. And then out of the blue, Heather storms out. And she's upset, and she starts walking down a dirt road. I know. Carol storms I like, out of a lunch. I feel like we missed a whole conversation. Like, I think there was a conversation between the two of them before, they, that wasn't before the scene on the beach. Because when they have their moment on the beach, like, none of it has anything to do with, like, Heather was sort of upset with Carol. And, like, that really doesn't get addressed at all, because it's just they're talking about how you know carol's been having a hard time and well she was upset heather was upset because she felt excluded yeah cool because she's like i didn't want oh like i'm sorry that you felt like i was going to be a fifth wheel right and then carol's like no i'm with you guys all the time i was just saying like we were trying to do like a fun couple thing and you could have came i think carol handled that not the best and it hurt Heather's feelings. And Carol had no way to know that it was going to hurt Carol's feelings. So it is what it was. It was just one of those real life, like, friendship miscommunications, I think. Because um, I don't know if the other girls were actually invited. They were not. They were specific. Because, like, that's how like, they ramped how they, Heather up. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that would have been a whole different thing. I think they should have opened it when Carol mentioned it. Well, and I, and I also feel bad that, like, why did Carol tell Heather this before she told the other women? Because I don't know. She had, like, I guess maybe she thought Heather would take it the easiest. But those other women, like, they used that as, like, the ammunition to get Heather fucking turned up. 
Yep, because she was pissed. Like, and then, they're going on a double date. None of us are invited. But and I mean, then on, Carol only invited her because she felt excluded. Yeah, that was. I think it well, should have just been more like you know, if we're going on a like we're thinking we're going to do like a we're going out all together. So if you guys want to come, you should come. This is what we're doing, or you guys can like continue doing like a girls' night thing. Yeah. She basically, I mean, well, and then I was saying that Reed was a dick. And the reason that Reed was a dick is because he made a really shitty comment where he said, overweight old ladies gone wild. And Carol did not even speak up for the girls when he said that. And I thought that that was really nasty. I wonder if she was just nervous about getting into it with Aviva this dinner. I don't know. Like, do you think that, I, I mean, I do wish she spoke up more, but I feel like maybe in that moment's the only moment where she was right to not be like, I'm not going to add fuel to the flame right now. Yeah. Like, this is a nice dinner with just the four of us. I don't need her to start getting crazy on me. In front of my boyfriend. Yes. That's what she was thinking. You're probably right. Because it's mostly fucked up that Aviva didn't say, well, you shouldn't say that. Or like, honey, don't say that. Like yeah. everyone's like, had a moment where they've had to tell their significant other, like, shut up. Don't say yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Well, I thought that all in all St. Bart's is an epic trip and it goes down in the books for me as one of my faves. I think that the aftermath of the St. Bart's trip though, was just as interesting. We had the Sonia versus Aviva and then the Aviva versus Ramona dynamic. We got to see again Sonia hand Aviva her ass wearing her cute little red sweater, eating her pizzas, living her life, drinking her Pellegrino. She was very happy. Well, she's like so convinced that Sonia is having like an Anna Nicole Smith moment, which is Ugh. just so insulting. Such a disgusting comparison to make. It's like, how dare you? And not no, no ill intent or negative connotation towards Anna Nicole Smith. But that is just absolutely foul to say you have a woman who is going through a divorce who is basically a single mother right now that you are comparing to a woman who married a man for money ultimately and who had a drug addiction and who ultimately died because of that so it's like you're who had a tragic tragic ending and the fact that you can just so flippantly say that is just so distasteful to me. Yeah, it's fucked up. On so <laughs> like, many levels. It was just so disgusting. Yeah, on so many levels. <laughs> and I always have to wonder, because, um, you know, Reed is Fran Drescher's cousin. Like, I wonder if Fran ever saw the show or knows how her cousin's wife acted on TV. Because <laughs> she completely showed her ass so many times this season. And it's crazy, like when even when like Ramona can eat you up, because that tea with Ramona and Aviva, I cannot stop laughing every time I watch that. Because Aviva's like, you drive her to drink. And Ramona's like, we don't drive anywhere. <laughs> we <laughs> yes. weren't driving on the island. Yes, that is so funny. I remember that. So we had the segment where Sonia and Aviva go at it. And then Sonia basically tells Aviva to go fuck herself in so many words. And then you also have the lunch where, and I feel like there was sort of some sort of clarity that came out of that lunch between Sonia and Aviva. You kind of knew where they stood. 
let's just like we can be in the same room with each other but we're not friends like yeah. and i feel that when ramona and aviva met we did not get the same sort of resolution there and there was a storm out like always and it's the whole thing i wonder when people storm out does who pays for the bill is the person that's left there or do they throw a 20 on the table for their cup of tea like how does that work i'm always curious about that I'm like, bitch, know. I'm mad at you. Why am I paying for your coffee? I guess. I mean, <laughs> I've always wondered that, too. Like, maybe we don't see them getting the check. Like, maybe she's like, I'll take the check. And then she's like, hurries up and pays it and leaves. Maybe. That's a possibility. So, but I thought that the whole aftermath of the St. Bart's trip was interesting. And then, you know, at the reunion, I don't know that we got any sort of, again, any sort of major resolution. People kind of feel how they feel. And well, yeah. And I mean, so like the other thing is like Aviva was trying to be really reconciliatory about her behavior, but it was like way too late. Too little, she too was, late. She was still also like making accusations of other things that she had heard that they were doing. Wait, and don't forget about Ramona's event. Where yeah, I was then she say, sends then, her like, dad. Then she gets all turned up about her dad and like you threw my 80-year-old father out on the streets. And it's like he wasn't literally like, tossed out of the building and like they're on the probably like I mean they're in a nice location. He walked up here by himself. He can leave by himself. And they said he's 74, so if we're going to round, we'll say he's closer to 75 <laughs> as opposed to 80. And she did even admit that. But, you know, she understands it just sounds better for shock value to say my 80 year old father, you threw my 80 year old father. And it's like there's something called the United States Postal Service. You can put an, a check in an envelope, put a stamp on it, and it will be there in just a few short days. So she wanted to cause conflict. She knew that she just had to light a little match and her dad was going to go like a little. And if there's ever been a this is not the time or the place. It's a man trying to confront a woman and grab at a her. fundraiser for abused women. I did not like that. Why would he grab her arm like that? Like, back up off me. What the yeah. hell? She so, should have yeah. slapped him. Yeah, that was. And then they said, like, you had him thrown out. No, we politely asked him like seven times. And then a waiter asked him. And then we had to get a larger security man to come. It's like, okay, like enough is enough. It's time to go. Like yeah. even when Carol and Heather were like, it's time to go. You know, it's time. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. And he keeps on calling her um, trailer turd. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he was such he was he made things so much worse for Aviva. It was just like, all right. Bye, old man. Well, and they, they also mentioned because like Aviva's dad claims that they wrote checks for like thousands of dollars and more than anyone else was donating. It turned out to be like, how much did they end up saying? It was pretty a pretty low amount of money, really. Yeah, I don't even remember, but it wasn't it wasn't too much. It wasn't thousands. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was like well, it was five hundred. <laughs> yeah, it was five hundred dollars, I think. And then Ramona did say, Well, that was the same thing I gave, so Yeah. But it was uh, a great season. I thought it was a really, really good season. I well, love. We ended it still with Aviva being a bitch because then we had um, then Heather had her fundraiser. That's what I really liked about these early housewives is like they were always doing these fundraisers, and that was always fun to see. But Heather does hers um, to help with like organ transplants for people that are in situations like her child. 
Oh, that's what I think I was thinking of when I referenced four hundred thousand dollars earlier. It wasn't for the prosthetics for Aviva's Soul Cycle event. It was what Heather referenced, approximately four hundred thousand dollars for an organ. And I and she said, I couldn't imagine if I wasn't in a situation where I could afford to do that for my child. And I just thought, oh my goodness, I couldn't imagine. So it's so great that. They're using their platform. They were using their platform for some really amazing charities uh, as opposed to a face cream line or a jewelry line or whatever. Yep, I completely agree. But Aviva had to get in that one last punch there at the at the end because she had to give... Um, Heather some shit and like not wear what she was supposed to wear when she walked down the runway. Oh my gosh. With the blazer. Yeah. That to me is so disrespectful and how, how classy of Heather to be. Heather able to played do. that very well. Wow. I would, have been livid. I would have been like, did we not just have a conversation about this 37 seconds ago? Like, yeah. this is too much. I was, I was, and I forgot about that. Well, so when I watched it, okay, like literally Aviva is the fucking worst. She is. When I watched it again, I was like, <gasps> and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I'm like that bitch. When I like, watched this it. woman's business, like do what she says. And she's like, honored how, be in the show. how dare you? Especially when it had been stressed, not once, not twice, not three times but probably four or five times we just probably didn't see every single time that she had explained the vision and the reason behind why it was so important. Then open the show. Then if yeah. you want to be completely bare, then open the show. Cause this was the look for the closing. So that to me was just so disrespectful, but it was not surprising because Aviva is just, blech. and I'm kind of glad that we're only going to have to deal with her for one more season. Because th she was great this season. She brought a lot of good conflict. And she gave us a lot of the shit we're talking about today. But I feel like. And I don't even. And I'm excited to watch next season too. Because I don't remember everything. I know some of the big things that happened. But I feel like she. Is definitely. I mean, we see a lot more of the phobias again. I don't know if it's the agoraphobia. The agoraphobia. Or the homophobia. Uh, she's already starting to smell. She's already starting to rot. I can. We, see. She's, <laughs> she's time to go. We see a lot more of that. I mean, I think Aviva this season. You know, she tried to pretend like she was wanting to reconcile things with the girls, but I think she actually enjoyed watching herself be the villain. And I think that she thought that she was going to continue to do that the next season. Yeah. She's she definitely antagonizing like nearly everyone next season. Yeah, she's you guys will, you guys will see. Yeah. And, this, and also like, guys, this is like one of the first times we've ever seen this happen, but in season six, Luann gets demoted to a friend of, but then we all know she ends up becoming a housewife again. We've never seen a housewife transition to friend of, and then back to housewife. Yeah, I think that's the only one in history, actually, who's done that. And, you know, we're going to see the... So with that, the we'll be getting a new housewife next season. Yeah, Kristen Takeman. Kristen Takeman. And so with that, the, dy the dynamics and the loyalties are going to shift again a bit. And we're going to get to see 
where she kind of finds her groove and her her you know these bitches are clicky it is it is the way it is yeah 100 percent. but i can't wait so make sure everybody that you're watching you know along with us yeah so everyone be watching um season six and also, if you haven't listened to our Dorinda um, episode yet, make sure you're checking that out because we're going to be meeting Dorinda in like two months. Um, so make sure you listen to that. It's also available on our YouTube. Just search for Bravo Critics um, on YouTube and you'll find it there. And you can also find um, all of that information on Instagram at Bravo and T and at that Bravo Gay and at Bravo Critics. So make sure you check it out. And until next time, guys, cheers. Cheers. Everyone's a critic. <laughs>